dedicated to re-exploring the books of the Star Wars Expanded Universe, which we loved in our youth. Mm-hmm. And so we're coming back one book at a time, seeing where they take yeah, us, where we go. Yeah. We're back to Cloud City now. Uh, yeah. I think this is actually our first trip to Cloud City in the Expanded Universe. It's been mentioned, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't think it's actually been. Um, I just say one thing before we start. Say it. Jason on the cover of this book looks like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Let me see this. <gasps> he does. Like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are reading the penultimate book Sorry. in the Young Jedi Knight series, Trouble on Cloud Come City. On and Jason on the cover of this book is Jonathan Taylor Thomas in a wig. Like. Yes. yes. Like, I could see, I can actually kind of see, like, what they were going for in terms of making him look like a young Harrison Ford. I can definitely see it like in the nose and the mouth. Yeah. But he ended up looking like Jonathan Taylor. No, he is indistinguishable from Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You're right. And Jaina looks super different than in every other book cover before. A little more cartoonish. Yeah. I kinda feel like she looks like Alyssa Milano on Who's the Boss. Oh my gosh, she does. She's like nineties child. (laughs) These are Peak 90s children <laughs> on the cover of this TGIF book. Actually, I don't know that yeah. it was a TGIF show. It was not, no. but it, I did love TGIF shows. Oh my god, yeah. T- yeah, sitcom. Children from sitcoms of the 90s. Yeah, that is who we have. And this book is actually dedicated to cover artist Dave Dorman. <laughs> <laughs> It says, this one is for Dave Dorman, whose brilliant cover art has made the Young Jedi Knight series shine. I mean, they have have some good covers. This one, I don't know about your copy, but my copy, the, like, Star Wars writing, is, like, sparkly. Oh, no, not mine. I wish I had a sparkly one. Oh, I don't think you can see it. Oh, wow. It's, like, very sparkly. No, mine is plain purple. Oh, no, mine is super shiny. And that's, like, I don't know, I think maybe I mentioned this last episode, but that's one thing I remember about this, like, last pseudo trilogy is that they had like shiny bits on the cover which the child was like okay on, yeah, on like, board <laughs> these are extra special books yeah like shiny stickers the best stickers yeah for sure and it's like yours looks like the shiny part is also slightly raised is it is slightly true? raised and it has like circles like a pattern in it I know we're getting really in depth <laughs> <laughs> But it's if like, this is your first time tuning in, we don't usually do covers. But well, sometimes we do covers. We did a lot on the course of Princess Leia covers. That's actually true. So when, when a cover is relevant, we do covers. We did a lot on the lightsabers cover. I as did. Well. That one also had shiny bits, but but most of the ones uh, in the first like round of these books were not shiny. Yeah. Um, but, but anyway, moving on from our cover corner. <laughs> yeah. So this book is called. Weird. My book is also published by someone different than who usually publishes. Oh, my book by Berkeley Books Jam. Yeah, that's not usually it. It's usually like Bantam Double. Yeah, Day. I think this is like the young adult. It's like a young adult thing. It's it's 
under Penguin. A Berkeley Jam book. It's under the Penguin Pub- Publishing Company. That just... Or Publishing House. Penguin. Yeah. I wonder if it's like a... Yeah, because usually it's... Um, who usually publishes them? I feel like Doubleday, Doubleday, right? yeah. It's yeah. usually Doubleday. I mean, these are very different kinds of books. But yeah. Those other books. So... Anyway, is there anything else we can talk about to avoid dealing with this book? This book, I mean, it was a very quick read. I read it quite fast. Yes, I finished it 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I finished it this afternoon, but I read it in one sitting, pretty much. Yeah, um, I, I finished the last stretch, like, 20 minutes ago. Yeah, it was a fast read, but it is, like, everything about these books that is terrible. Yeah, no, this book is not a good book. This With, was a tough one. This is a real tough I really struggled. I feel like it hasn't been this bad since the book where um, Zek went to Inth. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately, we will always remember. So I feel spent like... way too much time on it. Yeah, which one? I was that like, the... Yeah. Was that Loie, the one where they go to Sheep? No. Or the one... Oh, it's uh, Delusions of Grandeur? It was maybe that one was real bad. <laughs> I think Delusions of Grandeur was was a really rough one. But anyway, this one is like that. This is just a real like plates spinning, nothing doing kind of book. Yeah, really nothing happens. This book is like sixty pages of just wall to wall insanity. Like every second, something more or, bananas is happening. Yeah, and then. 120 pages of, like, a long sigh. Yeah. And there's just... Right, let's just get okay. into this. So we open okay. with Jaina just, like, running. Just running. Just running. For no reason. On just Yabba's out for floor. a run. And her friends are... Her friends, Snellka and Loey, are, like, running after her, but, like... And they bump into Raynar and Lusa, who are yeah. apparently still in their romance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not sure. For each other in the woods. Yeah. So, and, Ray, Ray, yeah. Lusa is a centaur. I have yeah. questions about the long term sustainability of that relationship, yeah, but, but let's, it's, not, yeah. it's not unprecedented in mythology. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before, it'll happen again. <laughs> Taylor's <laughs> old as time. <laughs> so, yeah, so they run into the radar. Sexy, sexy centaurs. Um, yeah. And is like, oh. So yeah, go there for are it. sexy centaurs in Fantasia, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I have like a also, very, very a really like racist depiction. Like, is it one of the centaurs like a really racist thing? Oh, I think I think you have a male centaur. I think there's like a really racist um, depiction of a centaur in Fantasia. Yeah. I haven't watched that movie in Sunflower. There's like a a centaur, like a female centaur named Sunflower, who's like a really, really offensive depiction. I mean, like I don't think they include it in Fantasia anymore. Like I feel like if they showed it on TV or something, they oh, would yeah. take it out. I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember that, but I 100% believe. Like I've definitely seen clips of it. Also, I don't like Fantasia. It's super boring. Oh, you can't really, you can't see it super well, but. Pull my phone up here. See, like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, 
Yeah. So she was like, um, she was like a servant for the beautiful, like white centaurs. And, oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason. Yeah, Sun- Sunflower smiles happily while she braids the white centaur's hair and shines their hooves. And-, and she wasn't included in the 60s re-release. So she was too racist even for the 60s. They just yeah, only I there in the 40s. Okay. So yeah, there are both sexy and racist centaurs in Fantasia. So anyway, Raynar and Lusa are like, hey, what's up? Where's everybody else? And it turns out Zek and Jason are both having lightsaber practice with Angela Galandro because she only likes hanging out with the boys. The boys. Yeah. And yeah. she's real rude to Tenoka and Jaina. Yeah. And, and they're not super fond of her either. No, they're really put off by the fact that she is a woman who is 10 years older than them, a full-grown adult who's enrolled at a school to hang out with teenagers for some reason. Yeah. And glory in the fact that the boys are horny for her. Right. Um, Having a grand old time. Yeah. I mean, she's... I hate her so much. Yeah. I can't even deal with how much <laughs> I hate her and how much I'm supposed to be sympathetic to her. And I think that I liked her when I was a kid. Like, I think I need to lay that card on the table. Yeah. I think that I thought that her story was so, like, compelling mm-hmm. and tragic. Like, a tortured protagonist. Like, when yeah. I was in, like, middle school, that was... I mean, that was catnip, right? That's, like, yeah. Eponine and Les Mis, Roger and Rent. People outside of musicals, too, but, like, those kind of... Dodger from Oliver. Those kind of people. The ones who are suffering and very loud about it, right? They've got, like, pouring out their hearts all the time. Like, that that really, that did it for me. Um, So I'm sure that I loved Andrew the Yeah, I don't don't recall any feelings. Um, well, it's been so long. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah. So, yeah, I have no recollection of how I thought about her. But I can imagine I probably did find her to be an interesting character. Well, and I mean, also, if you're a kid reading a book and everyone, and the book is like, this character is cool, you're going to be like, yeah, okay, I guess, cool. if you say so. Yeah, I yeah. guess. But, like, I don't even know. Maybe this is for after we go through the plot. But, like, I don't even know if we're supposed to, like, it's very, I feel very confused about how we're supposed to feel. Yeah, that's a good point. About her. So, as a so she's, like, unchanged. She's aggressive. She's taking spice all the time. She's being real risky. She's almost killing Jace with a lightsaber for fun. It's all just, like, sex and good times. And then Lando shows up to ask to take the kids to Cloud City on vacation. Yeah. Right. And he, Lando, is just the shining star um, of this book. Because he's the only reasonable adult we ever encounter in the Jedi Knights books. And and that's, you know, saying stuff. Like, he's reasonable to an extent, but it's still like... (laughs) I mean, he can only do so much. That is true, yeah. I don't Nobody's think he wants watching these children. Nobody cares. No, and I, I don't shows... think he he wants to get that involved. Like no. I think he's he does show some concern. I think some of the choices that are made. Yeah, are and a like he even says, "I asked your parents if it was okay for me to take you to Cloud City," which was yeah. a major 
unnecessary formality, apparently. No, but they could have just gone across the city by themselves and nobody Nobody would say there. anything. So it turns out that Lando and some old Lando friend that we've never heard of before and will never meet um, have decided to build a theme park on Cloud City together. Yes. As their latest business venture. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a city in, up in the air. That doesn't seem like the best. It's a completely indoor city. It is an indoor city. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So he's like, we've got a theme park. I guess there are some balconies, right? That's important. There's it's not completely indoor. It's indoors and balconies. But also, people fall off of Cloud City all the time. <laughs> yeah, this is a real, a real problem on Cloud City. <laughs> people just are tumbling off that. <laughs> yeah. So, they're like, we've got an amusement park, and we want you kids to come and test the rides and tell us if they're fun. I mean, I don't know if that's okay either. Like, are there <laughs> for how we test. Like, um, you don't just send anybody, like, Disney no. World just doesn't say, like, oh, everyone come for a test bin. We'll I don't get... think Disney World's like, we built a roller coaster, why don't y'all hop on and see how it goes? <laughs> and then we'll fix whatever's wrong. Yeah, but in this but world, <laughs> sure, do that. So they go, and they get there, and they tell Lando, like, we're real sorry, but your business partner jumped off his balcony. He's committed suicide, and he's dead. Yeah. Uh, and Lando's like, I don't really think he would commit suicide. Everything was going great. And they're like, no, yeah. that guy's gone. So then... Then they're like, let's figure out what happened. Right. They're like, let's solve this case. Let's and crack so, yeah, it. yeah, they're like, you know, Nancy drew in this suicide, trying to figure out what happened to this guy. Yeah. And they, like, discover that he probably didn't commit suicide. That it's probably... Murder. Murder. Yeah, some nefarious something or other. Yeah. Um, they end up talking to a bunch of bits. They do. Jaina, Zach, and Lando go to a whole, go to the Biff homeworld like, to find some Biffs to talk. Figure and Dan, who we met yeah, before. Who, yeah, so they go talk to, um, I like, have now completely forgotten why the Biffs knew anything. So, um, I mean, it's just, it's Black Sun doing just like right. the classic mob racket, right, yeah, of... Right. Having guys who work for you infiltrate a business so that they you have to pay like a bribe to keep your business running smoothly, right? Essentially, right? So it's even like the labor union stereotype: the guy who was right. in charge of overseeing construction works for Black Sun, and right. I think the Biffs didn't see anything directly, but they were also being pressured to pay bribes, right? And so when they got the word that that guy had been killed and they knew that he was a holdout, right, they, they were like, we got to skedaddle because right, so we, we can't afford these bribes. Right. Right so. back to their home planet. So yeah, it's the guy, it's the band from the cantina, of course, yeah. because there's only five people in the universe. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Figure and Dan's band, who we got a story of in Tales from Mos Eisley Cantina, yeah, which, which they, was a fine story. Yeah, that was a fine um, one. Yeah, and they... uh recounted a bit of it in the yeah. book in uh, Tremolcott City. Um, but they basically like, tell Jaina and Zach and Lando what happened. 
Um, meanwhile, Snelka, Jason, Anja, Lo- where's Loey? Did he go with her? <laughs> yeah, Loey's with, no, Loey's with them. What happens is Anja calls her dude back on Orbital right. to be like, hey, the people here know that that dude didn't commit suicide. Also, I really want more spice. Um, and he's like, okay, I'll kill people. I'll send people to kill the people that you're there with and also right. spice. And so she, oh, he doesn't tell her she's, he's going to kill people, but obviously he's going to kill people. Right, right, right. It's really boring to read a book where you spend the whole book waiting for characters to figure out what you, you already, already know. know. Which is what a lot of these books Yeah, are. so people try to kill Jay, oh, not Jay, um. Jason, Tinnelkon, Loey, when they're together. Right. They, like, do the same thing that Luke did in Empire, where they get dropped down a chute, and Loey grabs the antenna thing with one hand, and then Tinnelkon falls next, and he grabs Tinnelkon's arm with his free arm, and then Jason falls out, but Tinnelkon only has one arm, and she can't grab him, and so Jason falls off of Cloud City. Right. And, again, this does happen quite. This is a real problem in Cloud City. Skywalker family. Yeah, Um, no, I mean, people just cannot stop falling off. They should stop going. Yeah, just let's not vacation here anymore. Um, But he falls, but he gets caught by a Thranta? A Thranta rider. Yeah, and their Thrantas are like big, like pterodactyl. Yeah. Like, like air whales. That people ride for tricks. Yeah, basically they do like circus, circus soleil, riding. Right, it's like Miranda. it's like half Cirque du Soleil, half barnstormer, yeah. kind of performance. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that guy is like, I totally saw your right, friend get thrown off a balcony last week. Yeah. I saw who did it. I know everything. And so our characters who have all been in different places, finding out the same information, right? Finally, come back multiple ways, come back together. And people try to kill them all again, and they get away. And then, do they bring the mur- attempted murderers to justice? Do they catch the people who threw the guy off the balcony? Do they do they send to jail the ones who have done wrong? No. They just leave. They just go home. They're like, well, that wasn't a great vacation. Yeah. Oh, they watch some sort of away air show. Yeah, they do. And they're like... Yeah. And then they... Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, they're like, mom will take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they leave. And that's it. That's the story. Yeah. It's not a great story. No, it's not a great story. And so then the dude on Ord Mantel knows that he's been found out as Black Sun, and so he just, like, disappears. He's right. going underground. He's off the grid. And so now Anja is back on Yavin 4 and doesn't have a, a spice supply and is going to be going through withdrawals pretty soon. Right. Oh, they do all eventually find out that she's yes they do realize that she is addicted to spice because lando like thank god one of the ways that lando is reasonable is lando is just like hey this adult woman who you're hanging out with is clearly a drug addict so don't take any drugs if she offers them to you and they're all just like what What? drugs huh and he's like oh I thought you knew. She has all the incredibly obvious symptoms of a drug addict. I know them when I see them. And Jason's like, no, she's 
my new best friend yeah. and I would know if she <laughs> took drugs ever in her entire life and she hasn't. She has, no one has any secrets from me. The world yeah. is an open book and right. I'm omniscient and if I haven't seen it, it's not right, real. And so Jaina's like, hey, Anja, I have a question about Spice. And Anja just flips out and is like, it's not mine. I'm just holding on to it for a friend. And yeah, who right, you? Right. Blah, blah, blah. Which it's obviously very, like, confirms. It's incredibly after school special. It's incredibly after school special. It even includes her looking in the mirror and not liking what she sees. Yeah, it's so, like, mid-90s. Dare. It's like, very dare. It's the yeah. darest. <laughs> darest. It's the dariest story. I'm trying to think of other it's like, like sitcoms yeah. that had very special episodes well, about we, we this kind about of thing. Well, we talked about Saved by the Bell. Yeah, last definitely. Time. Jesse's song, yeah. classic. It's the just most like one famous of those episode. Of like, like there must have been a Boy Meets World. Oh, a hundred percent. They went dark a lot. <laughs> yeah, not like a Boy Meets World. Definitely a Boy Meets World. Just like very a very like like clearly. Try, obviously try and send a message, but just, like, in a sitcom form in a half hour, there's just, like, the not most, enough time to take it seriously in any... Yeah, the Ooh. most, like, heavy-handed, ham-fisted kind of insanity. Right, which then doesn't actually, you know, delay anything about the seriousness of the thing that they're talking about. Yeah, a Boy Meets World... Season five, if you can't be with the one you love, when Corey starts drinking too much. Yeah. 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 Basically all of those sort of, I think from the 80s into the 90s. Yeah. You know, everything's. There's an episode of, uh, there's also an episode of, um, Family Ties where he's on speed, I think, and, like, trying to stay up and do homework and, like. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. And almost everything. We're like. Growing Pains. I think there might be like a slumber party episode. Yeah. When we say after school special, like that's the kind. Yeah, like those are the things we're talking about. Or just like the dare videos your guidance counselor would show you. Right. 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 Do you remember those? Where (laughs) someone will like be like, hey, it's just weed. It's just marijuana. Don't you want to be cool? And then the narrator will be like, stop, freeze. What would you do if you were in Peggy's situation? It's all very yeah. familiar. As far as I know, all that Dare ever achieved was to give stoners t-shirts to wear ironically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I see them a lot. Yeah, those people smoke weed. Yeah. <laughs> like, anyone wearing yeah. a Dare shirt loves marijuana. <laughs> that, is, that is a fact. It's a rock fact. So, yeah, so this is, again, an extremely preachy book. And we get so much of Angela's inner turmoil and, like, not knowing what to do. And I think that conservatively... 88 times she said that she does some version of like, I'm not addicted. I just like the rush. You yeah, know? yeah. Right. Yeah. Over, like, over, I don't over. need it, but I really want it right now. Yeah. Um, boy, did I get tired of that crap. Yeah. Yeah. It's very heavy handed, not doing what it thinks it's doing. It's already clear that the next book is going to be mainly focused on them chasing Andrew around as she goes through the galaxy, trying to score more spice. So, right. And that's the last book in the whole <laughs> oh, series. 
<laughs> going out on a real high note. We saved the universe. We say we saved the school. We saved every human in the galaxy, and now we are entering into a codependent, inappropriate relationship with an adult. Yes, exactly. Yeah, she's yeah in her twenties. Like this is not a kid their age that they're like bonding with. An adult no, like woman. It bothered me so much throughout the whole book how like no adult was red flagging her being in this group right they are well, like 16 and she's like 25 this would be like high school juniors yeah, hanging yeah. out with 25 year olds yeah and like people who are the age of like marriage and child and who knows what else yeah. career there's like a moment in the beginning when luke or we get the sense that like luke is not happy that she is there yeah, well, Luke is just like Luke thinks she, that she has no talent. <laughs> she has no. She doesn't have a connection with the Force. Like she has no potential to be a Jedi. Right. So Luke's like, throw what her. What is off she doing here? Get her away. But he's not. And I texted about you this morning. I couldn't help myself. But I was like, first of all, Luke has taken in so many people that like should not be Jedi Knights. That I'm no. not sure why. Like he's drawing the line. At Anja. Not that he shouldn't, but, like, why suddenly he's like this. <laughs> well, I think that if you are a dangerous psycho who's good at using the Force, Luke is excited to meet you. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think it's just that she actually has no, like, like connection force. to the Force. Yeah. She has no Force sensitivity. So he's like, what is the point of her... Yeah. Well, I mean, he's like, what is the point of her period? Because Luke's not that interested. But no, also, like, I, why would I have someone who can't use the Force at the Jedi Academy? It's a Jedi Academy. Yeah. But, again, there's no rules, no administration, there's no... Like, no, there's no classes, there's no so enrollment. I don't know, like, what his... Also, he doesn't care about anything. What is, yeah, he's not he's, doing anything. Also, I don't understand why they've just adopted this woman. Like, this is an adult woman who hates them. The very brief stuff you get, I think, is, like, Han seems to feel some sort of guilt about, like, whatever went down with her dad and him. And it's like, hey, can you just, like, look out for her? Yeah. But beyond that, like... But, like, that's not a sustainable long-term thing. Also, if Lando can just say, which we said last book, like, Han should be able to see that she's addicted to Spice, and Lando can, which means Han can, too, and, like, I understand that, you know, people who are going through a tough time and need a friend, but I don't think that if you meet a stranger who hates you and wants to murder you, that you should be like, you know what? You're going through a hard time. Yeah. Why don't you go live with my children? Yeah. Without any adult supervision. <laughs> Yeah, why don't you go be roommates with my children? They're you teenagers. Woman, yeah. <laughs> They're t- <laughs> you can go live with them. Like, not yeah. me. I will but be on another like, planet living yeah. my best life. It's also that, like, like, and I guess maybe this is obvious, but I'm just like, we need to say this. But she's an adult and they're children. But they're the yeah. ones who are taking care of her, who are teaching her how to lightsaber fight second, Jason. Right. Like, there's nobody there supervising any of them. <laughs> no, like, the dynamic is so screwed up. Like, Jason has a huge crush on her, 
and is also the one saying, like, let's bring her to Cloud City. Like, no, I want a lightsaber fight one-on-one with her. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then she gets to where she seems to be, like, reciprocating his feelings. Yeah. Which is just, like, so inappropriate at this yeah. stage in everyone's life. Right. Right. She should not. Yeah. She shouldn't be there. She shouldn't be there. No, she shouldn't be there. And if she is there, she needs to find some other grown-ups to hang out with. Yeah. Like, she should not, they should not be like, this is our new friend, Anja. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you are 16 and you get your first job waiting tables or scooping ice cream and whatever, your manager, who is 25, might, like, take you under his wing a little bit or, like, let you tag along here or there to something or whatever. But they're not, like, your new best friend. You're at different points in your life. Right. Right. Completely different places. No. And it's just... It seems very, like, mutually exploitative in a really, really toxic way. Yeah. And I also just, like, don't understand the, like, having her there as a, um, like, as a figure to kind of mess around with the, like, established, like, established, they're barely established, but, like, established romantic relationships between the other characters, which, like, barely exists, right? Right, but it's still, like, a thing that... Jaina is jealous that Zek is spending so much time with Anja. Right. And uh, Tenoka is jealous that Jason is spending so much time with Anja. And I mean, Jason is clearly obsessed with Anja. Oh, yeah. Like, he's very um, defensive of her. And she is mean and rude and belittling and nasty and dismissive and disinterested and hostile to everything that happens. Right. And these shiny idiots are just like, doop do do this is our new best friend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, you know how our best friend Andrew, you know, it's Mara Jade all over again. It is Mara Jade <laughs> all over again. <laughs> I really hate you, and yet... <laughs> why, why, why have you, you brought me, me <laughs> into your life? You know, it's Brackus, it's Mara Jade, it's like... Yeah. There's nothing, but there's nothing that is just like catnip to a solo Skywalker as someone who proclaims their violent hatred of right. them. And then they you burst into a solo Skywalker's home and I say, mean, like, someone, you killed someone I love. I hate you. They are just going to rub against you. Come until, up and hug you hug you, rub their head against your shoulder yeah, and get all okay. the, like, angry smells out that they yeah. love. I mean, like. I mean, These like, people what, have something wrong with them. What should have happened, or not? It, not that it should have happened, but what would have made more sense, I think, is if Han had taken Anja under his wing. Yes, because Han loves to take a troubled youth. Sure, it could be his next camp. You and know, take if, a like that yes. is Han's go-to. <laughs> so, like uh, that would make sense if if Han was the one who was like, okay, she's clearly going through tough time. I have the means to help this person out. She's, you know, young. Her I feel like I owe her something. Right. Her and her, me and her father had some thing in the past, and, like, I could really help her out, whatever. But, yeah, to dump her on his kids. <laughs> and Luke. And Luke. crazy. And Luke can't take on anything. He's busy now. Also, she was doing stuff before. Yeah this happened like that you helped the people of her planet broker a peace in their civil war why not just leave her there yeah 
Right. Let her help rebuild her civilization. Yeah. You know, or you picked her up on Ormantel, take her back to Ormantel. Like, why are you yeah. making this person a part of your life? Yeah. You don't just get to keep every stranger that you meet. You're not Casper the Friendly yeah. Ghost. Like, <laughs> no, that's so creepy. <laughs> but that is Jason Solo. Jason can Solo is you? if Casper the Friendly Ghost had not died. Like, the can I keep you? That is cl- that is some Jason Solo right there. My like, sister and I rewatched that like a couple weeks. himself into a pillow for her at one yes. point. This is so weird. He also fills himself up with water and then like brings himself out on her face. <laughs> she's <laughs> never gonna be normal. Like, <laughs> she's never gonna be okay. Like she's she house. house. She's gonna grow older. And this so- is gonna turn into like a Peter Pan and Wendy situation where like you have to give your daughter your next child to Casper to be his friend so that you can be free yeah. to, like, also, live a like, life. <laughs> Casper Corner. We, uh, like, his age is really hard to figure out. Because when he's, right. like, a ghost, and he talks about, like, his toys and stuff, it seems like he's eight. six, seven, eight, yeah. yeah, maybe eight pushing it. Like, he's like, a right. little kid. And then when he turns into Devin Sawa at the end, he's, like, 13. <laughs> and I think... But I mean, he died because he caught pneumonia because he spent all day sledding but and he was also, super excited to get a sled. Yeah. What was for his Christmas. unfinished business? Oh, it was his dad. His dad was so sad. Yeah. He, being with his dad was his unfinished business. But then his dad died. Yeah, and his dad wasn't didn't have any unfinished business. No. Even though his dad had been working desperately to try to bring back his son, which one would it's, think was his unfinished business. It's a lot. Also, <laughs> presumably he was a ghost right away when he died because we see that when the dad dies that he pop up as a ghost immediately so he must have been like yeah he must have been like haunting this house that his dad was still in yes but then like the ghosts don't have their memories so was he like a ghost casper in the house without his dad's with, with haunting his dad but not knowing that was no, his dad. I think you lose your memories over time. No, the dad already did not remember like his stuff with his daughter. Oh yeah, that's right. Like you immediately forget your That dad is also like it's messed like there's a lot of really messed up stuff. <laughs> there's a lot of like toxic masculinity and then just poor little Christina Ritchie yeah. trying to survive. And the dad is like like the amount of grief that is happening is like we need we need to give this family a lot of help. Yeah, and he's and a he, therapist. He's a therapist, and then he gets like roped in with the uncle ghosts. And are they his uncles? <laughs> I don't know. Like, who are those people? <laughs> like, I definitely don't think they're actually but of any kind of their beds from when they were humans, and they say stinky stuff. <laughs> Or do you think but they like, had those made after? I think they had those made after. Because they're also, like, the appropriate size for them. And ghosts are, like, different size. I don't they're, like, think this might be, like, the second or third time we've done it. <laughs> <laughs> there are important unresolved questions. My hypothesis on uh-huh. the uncles is that they're not his uncles. 
that Casper was already a ghost haunting this house and that these guys were like frat boy doofuses who stayed there for like a weekend and Fatso, Stretch, and Stinky were there for like frat <laughs> nicknames okay. and they were there for like a party like the fraternity house like this is a completely different <laughs> genre movie okay. like an actual horror movie like the fraternity house like broke into the abandoned mansion to have a party there and between the alcohol and the Rube Goldberg machines and just like horribleness three people died and that's where Fatso Stretch and Stinky came from and And they they were just like it's our house now and Casper was like but it's my house and like well now we're your uncles like I think that that is my theory (laughs) but they like digest the food a little it's like not a, yeah, it's not it food anymore when like, it hits the floor. It comes out like put in a blender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things are happening. That movie is crazy. The nineties was a really weird time for pop culture. Yeah. It really like, was. I mean, I know that every decade up, Okay. We <laughs> I know that every decade has its like peculiarities. Like in the eighties they were making pop culture that was terrifying for yeah. children. Yeah. And in the 2000s, I don't know, we're, it, we're too close. I don't know what it was. But, like, the 90s was just straight up weird. It was weird. It was weird. We had Rock-A-Doodle. We, we had, had Space Jam. Yeah. You know, it was just like, they are just throwing in anything. The music in the 90s was also weird. It yeah. was just a weird time. Weird time. Like and we these books it. were also came out in the 90s. Yeah. So, and they're very strange. Yeah, it's all, yeah, it's all related. It all comes together, <laughs> like Casper, Trouble on Cloud City, straight line. Just. <laughs> exactly. Well, the the boundaries that these like, yes, it's no, like we're supposed like to think it's cute. cute. Yeah, it's supposed, we're supposed to think it's cute. How rapidly and with such entitlement that these like male characters. But, like, nothing... Want to, like, insinuate the whoop themselves into every aspect. Right. And there's sort of, like, nothing under... Like, there's no, um... Like, no, uh, foundation to the obsession. Which, I, I mean, I guess maybe... To me, that seems like a much more, like, middle school, like, kind of crush that you have, right? That, like... Yeah, like, like, these characters don't even understand that they have crushes on each other. Right. That's, like, right. Tinelka is just like, oh, I've, you know, always valued Jason's friendship so much, and right. I, but I'm confused why I feel so intensely in this moment, right. and blah, I, like, blah, which is right. just like, you have a crush on him, yeah. like, yeah, you know I how like that him. feels, Yeah, you know, even if your crushes come and go easily in high school, you're not confused when they strike. Right, you know what that is. You know, you're not like, oh, this is a deeper form of friendship, you're like, oh, I now think that that dude at lunch is hot. Yeah, you know? right, right. Yeah, but they they don't even know that they. That's what's like so they're not aware of. They're not aware of physical attractiveness. Like they just don't know. Yeah. But that's what's so frustrating about throwing Anja in as like a foil for all that because it's like that all that stuff they don't even know. It's not like Malcolm and Jason like kissed and they're like maybe going out and now like Anja shows up and yeah, like throwing a wrench in their relationship. It's just like oh they like. We're supposed to understand their impressions on each other, but they don't understand their impressions on each other, so nothing's happened. So it just, like, it doesn't matter. Like, there's no relationship to break up. Like, there's no, yeah. there's no tension 
other than the sort of like, are they going to figure out that they like each other? That's the only tension. Like, there's no tension in that, like, oh, their relationship's at stake. Because there isn't a relationship. They're just friends. <laughs> no, they're just friends, and they don't even understand that they're attracted to one another, which is weird. And it's the same with Jada and Zach, right? Like, that they flirt, that they have a thing for each other, but, like, it never, there's no, there's no depth to it. There's nothing else happening. They just bebop along. I know you don't watch Buffy, which, who knows, maybe we'll watch some Buffy at some point. But, (laughs) I know you don't watch Buffy. But there's a character on Buffy who is basically Andrew Galandro. Like, she's handled way better. But there's a character on Buffy named Faith, who, Faith is basically Andrew Galandro. Except she's played by Eliza Dushku, which is like, Oh my god. 90s Eliza Dushku is like peak. Yeah. She's played by Eliza Dushku. And her, and she premiered on the show in 1998. Yeah. So it's like, this is a real year for this character. Well, yeah, this like, this is also, I think, a very 90s, like, female. I mean, we talked about this a little bit, I think, the last yeah. episode. But this, like, badass. But, like, like, tortured bad girl. Right, that all the boys, like, can't help but yeah. fall head over heels. Like, yeah, yeah like, she's, like, like so hot and sexual, so but also damaged and sad. Yeah, like, and being attracted to the, like, how damaged she, she is. She has daddy issues, like. Yeah, it's, like, a very, like, archetypal 90s. Yeah, it's very much like how, I mean, we talked ages ago about this, but that Jason is sort of that, like, 90s archetype, sort of, like, slacker character. Yeah, the, like, uh, good-hearted. Good-hearted goofball. Yeah. Who's the, just, like, not totally, and they've kind of dialed that back since then. But yeah. Angela is showing up as another, which is, like, I feel like she's kind of treading on Tenelka's territory with some of that, which is why. Yes. I think they have to make Tenelka a lot more bland. Yeah. And then, I, that to me, between this book and the last one, the most frustrating, and it, it was happening in the other books too, but how much Tanaka and Loey have taken like a complete backseat yeah. to these stories is really frustrating. And also just like the blandness of these characters in general, that the tiny bit of characters they should be getting, kind of the first, the Shadow Academy arc or whatever, yeah. is just thrown out the window. Jason gets rescued by, like, a Thrancher rider, but you would think that Jason would, like, use the Force to, like, coax a Thrantra to to him, right? Right. As opposed to a person who just, like, throws him a rope. Right. Right? Right. Like, he doesn't actually... The Force is, like, not a thing. Like... No, they don't... (laughs) Andrew's right to be skeptical. There's no such thing. Andrew's right to be skeptical. Luke has no right to complain about nobody, like, being Force-sensitive, because, like, it has... The Force really doesn't play any part in these books. No. No, all. they I don't I don't know if they ever used the force. They never used the force. <laughs> Except at one point, and I was like losing my mind, <laughs> MTD is like, I forgot that I can't use the force and I tried to reach out with my senses and I picked up some radio signals. Like, do you want to hear about them? This is great. Like that should be the book. It's MTD thinking that he could maybe use the force. Like, <laughs> I could read 200 pages about that. <laughs> like, that's way more than bananas. This <laughs> he forgot that he can't use the, the force book. and tried to reach out with his senses. Which makes me that, think that outside of the pages of these books, they're using the force all the time. Yeah, they just turn, stop using the force. How would anybody think that so hard? 
as soon as a reader pops up. But that would be like me being like, hey, I forgot that I couldn't fly. Like, how do you forget that you can't do something you've never done? You've never even come close to doing. I, I forgot. I forgot that I can't walk through walls. Yeah. Like. Oh my god! <laughs> but that's like you had a bunch of friends who, <laughs> right, could, who could walk through walls, and then one day you, you just like we're trying to get to another room. <laughs> but even still, it's like I can't. I forgot that I don't do this. Yeah, it's like I'm not like I have friends who are very artistic and play music, and like I'm around them, and it's not like one day I pick up a guitar and I'm like, why am I not excellent at this? <laughs> Like, you know me, I just, like, Gotta blow have... through my schemes. Yeah. Also, I guess at this point, he's married, and his off-page wife is funding all this? Because, don't you remember that book where Luke had to go find a wife with Lando? Oh, right, he did marry that. He married that lady. Okay, why are the wives off-stage? <laughs> <laughs> but, the, okay, that's the other thing, too, is, like, you have this great setting, which is like a space amusement park. Yeah. Why aren't we, why are we going to Biff? Yeah, why are we going to just like listen to Figure and Dan by the campfire? Why are Also, we- we're making a lot of gambling addiction jokes. I'm not sure yeah. why that's so funny. <laughs> also, they describe Figure and Dan as a saucy-voiced Biff. Yeah, but the way he and talks in the book, it's like... I don't know what a saucy voice sounds like. I feel like they were trying to make him talk like what the authors think, like a stereotypical, like, jazz... Like a beatnik. Yeah, like, someone who, like, plays, you know, jazz music from, like, the 50s with, like, the gas Oh, yeah, he's, like, talk. saying man a lot. Like, yeah. it's very sort of, like, Jack Kerouac kind yeah. of... Yeah. ...coffee house stuff. But I still... I understand that, but I don't understand what characteristics a saucy voice has. I mean, saucy means, like, that's, like, like, uh, like, if you say, like, that lady's saucy, she's, like, like, sexy and, like, a, like a... Yeah, but I also feel like saucy is, like, related to sassy. Like, there's... (laughs) I feel like saucy means that you're gonna, like, 
like you're like serving people with words, right? Like that saucy. It, there's like I think it's related to being like witty. Served with or having consistency of thought. No. Well, that's uh, not what we're looking <laughs> for. Impertinently bold and impudent. yeah, amusedly yeah. forward and flippant. Yeah, like a saucy lady is someone who's like you know like yeah, just tossing off yeah, tossing off them comments. Yeah, yeah, sassy and saucy. You could also have a saucy little hat, which means like smart or trim. Sure, like that sounds right. Also, like your hat looks so saucy. <laughs> that's a saucy hat. That hat is a saucy. That is the hat of a saucy mix. It's covered in marinara, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I still. So I don't know what a saucy voice would sound. Yeah, like. I. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you would describe a voice as saucy. You would describe a person no. or an object, right? But not a voice. Do you know what else can we talk about? I just wrote Jason is the absolute worst in here, but I feel like we covered that with the Casper thing. And we also covered that in the first of the Young Jedi Night book. Yeah, no, he was always a problem. He's always the worst. No, Oh, yeah, at one point they do a heavy hint. Zek pulls like a heavy handed ponytail metaphor to try to make a point. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, Let's see. Zek's like, you need to learn self control and stuff and Angela's like self control is for suckers. Yeah. Um it says uh uh Angela glared at Zek for a long moment. He endured her gaze without flinching, casually setting down his stun stick and reached back to retie the narrow thong that kept his own hair in place oh, on the, the nape thong. of his neck. Yeah, A symbolic gesture, Jason guessed. Zek's hair was as dark as his past, if he had learned to control it, to put it behind him. <laughs> Anja, on the other hand, often spoke with anger about the life she had led. She barely kept her impulses in check, just as her headband barely kept her hair from flowing wild. Okay, that's a stretch. (laughs) Put my past behind me into this ponytail. No, it's because it's in his face and she pulls hair back. Yeah, like, this is ridiculous. We both have our hair up right now. It's not because we do. <laughs> because we put our past behind us, <laughs> like this ponytail, like our hair, which is behind us. If my hair was down, you'd know that I was just wild. <laughs> you were out of control. Oh, no. Also, not everyone oh. has long hair. Yeah, like, what's the big deal? No, that was weird. There's a shout out to the Amgulian blob races. I got, got excited for a second. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you gotta be as flexible as an Ungulian blob. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you do. Let's, yeah, let's take us take us back to the blob races yeah, if oh we're gonna go on vacation. Maybe try to free that one dude from who you sold into sex slavery. Just oh free him God. from sex slavery. Yeah, no, this book is like also bookended by Janus like having in crazy thoughts. Cause like Yeah. Page one is like she's running because she's scared and they're acting like there's something chasing her, but there's not. She's just got a bad feeling. But she also like takes the time. It's like her mother, former princess of Alderaan and New Republic's current chief of state, would have been aghast at Jaina's disheveled appearance. So we're right back with this like Leia is shallow and superficial thing. I don't think that if you've been running through the woods and you look a mess, that Leia would just be scandalized. No. Like, why would she care? She's never... She, you know, got into a lot of sweaty, gross situations. 
No, like she has never once in any movie been like, oh my god, like I need to, how could I look this way? I need a shower. Like, (laughs) nobody cares. Nobody cares. And then at the end, when they're watching the Cirque du Soleil, she's like, ugh. Oh, Lena's like, why is everything so crazy when you guys come to visit? And Jenna's like, I know, a genuine vacation would be nice one of these days. Oh my god, like, you don't deserve you, any more vacation. You live on vacation! You don't do anything. I don't know what your job is, or if you're at school. Like, no. Every book starts with, like, well, why don't we just take a vacation? Yeah, like, come on. Yeah. They, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm confused as to why, like, a vacation is the go-to format. Yeah, me either, but it is. the, the like, the Hogwarts thing, right, all over again. It's that, like, being at Hogwarts is the most interesting yeah. thing. Like, the burrow's fun, but, like, stuff happened at Hogwarts. Yeah, but I mean, like, even there, there's, like, such a focus on the routine, right? Like, Harry's gonna go back to Privet Drive every summer. Right, because, right, because in order for things to feel out of place or to feel like there's a tension or a buildup, the routine needs to get broken, but you need to know what the routine is. Yeah, you can establish a routine. We have no, from book one, we haven't had a routine. No, there's never been a routine. So, like, nothing seems out of the ordinary because... We don't have an ordinary to compare it to. Yeah, how would we know? Like, we don't know. If, you know, the first ten of these books were focused on what was happening at the Academy, and, like, there was something going on that was, like, disturbing what was meant to be happening there, fine, go on vacation. But, yeah, if you go on vacation every other book, it's not that interesting. No, it's really not. Is there anything else we need to say about this book? No. <laughs> Want to talk about Casper more? I know, yeah. like that would actually. We have a lot more interesting things. We oh my god! Casper. After my sister and I watched Casper, we talked about that for days, like <laughs> trying to analyze that movie. <laughs> but now. so the last book in this series is called Crisis at Crystal Reef. This cover looks terrible. Yeah, I think that the artist did not appreciate the dedication in this book. And this looks like it was slapped together with some clip art. Like, this is a bad cover. Um, Jaina's bangs are super different in every cover. I'm not sure why we can't get, like, a look together for her. But the summary... You also... Yeah. It looks like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah, it's like a different angle. Yeah. But it still looks like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. But the the back of the book says, Angela Galandra planned to destroy the Solo family, but now she fights an intense inner battle against her growing spice addiction and her growing friendship with Jason and Jaina. She no longer knows where her loyalties lie. In desperation for spice, she steals a ship and flees the Jedi Academy. The young Jedi Knights give chase, following her from the spice mines of Kessel to the dangerous paradise of Crystal Reef. But Anja has been a pawn all along in a game that is much bigger than all of them, and they just landed in the middle of it. And the tagline on the cover says, the twins must choose between friendship and the force. Really? Really, really? That's what it says. I mean, I doubt that that's going to happen, yeah. but that is what the also, cover promises. Yeah, no, I mean, like, no. that's, they barely use the force. They what do they care? I mean, I don't think they really understand friendship, but they think they do. No, but they think they do, and they're very passionate. They're very 
very committed. But I'm gonna say, like, I already know, like, Anja steals a ship and they go after her. Don't go after her. Yeah. Just, like, call that ship a loss. You guys have got plane and line around. And, like, let her go make her own choices. She's not yours. Right. You don't She's just get to have adult. people. <laughs> She's an adult making choices. Stop pestering Don't have her. to go reclaim her. She's not in the custody of the school. Yeah. And then we're done with Anja. Then we'll have finished the Young Jedi Knights. That's fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll t- tune in then, and we'll talk in- talk at you again soon. Yeah. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you would like more information, please check out our website, adolescenceafteralderon.wordpress.com, for show notes and info about upcoming episodes. We're also on Twitter, after underscore Alderon. We're on Instagram, Adolescence After Alderon. And if you would like to touch base with us, ask questions, participate in the conversation, you can email us at adolescenceafteralderon at gmail.com. Thanks so much.